Welcome, everybody, back to the Game Ball Podcast. I am your host, Mark, and uh, Tom, do do I hear something in the background there? There's there's a a uh, a female voice. Who we haven't heard in quite a while. Is, is that <laughs> is is that a wild fox? It might be. It sure is. Hello. Throw your throw your pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch me. <laughs> Welcome back, Jen. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. So we got the whole gang together here. Um, uh, special episode um, in that post Comic Con. And uh, also, um, for those of you, I don't know if I put it on Game Vault social media, but I'll announce it here, and then it'll, you would have seen it on Game Vault social media. But the Extra Life site is live, um, so you can, uh, if you want to donate to us, it's tinyurl.com slash GVP Extra Life. I made it simple um, <laughs> this year, and um, so you can just go and do that. I've been having a hell of a time trying to find, I just wanted to get like, an AI art of the number eight because it's our eighth year, but the AI websites ha- can't figure out what I mean by eight. <laughs> the simplest thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I said eight as a King and it just gave me a Japanese man. This is why you, okay. ha- you don't need to worry about Craig taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet anyway. It's been the weirdest thing today as I've been trying to find something to stop gap until I could figure something out. But yeah, it was it was funny. I literally just put an eight as a king and a Japanese man showed up on the screen. <laughs> I mean, maybe no, that no, should just no, be the logo. <laughs> yeah, no number eights. No anywhere. Weird. Not even the word eight. Just, just a Japanese man in a white suit. Like, as, with a king crown and all that. But, like, maybe there's some character named eight in some anime or something I don't know about. Huh. And yeah. also, that's very possible, Mark. That is an anime-ish name, I guess. Yeah, so... So yeah, that was my that was my week. This week was getting the extra life site all up and ready. As you know, um, we're going to be splitting it over two days. Um, first day will be November 11th. That'll be the day when uh, all of us or most of us um, uh, uh, make it in person um, to do our normal multiplayer Jackbox. Um, probably get the WarioWare game because that seems kind of cool, you know, or our, our, our shooters and stuff like that. Um, it's going to be 12 hours. So a lot more condensed, a lot more, not so much downtime as there usually is um, with it. Um, with the shorter days, that means uh, no D&D this year, um, since that would take up one third of the playtime. Um, <laughs> and we would rather be talking to you guys um, out there instead of doing that. So um, that's the first night. Uh, second night, um, second day will be 12 hours. It'll be virtual. I'll be hosting that. Um, and playing through either a bunch of games or maybe just doing a marathon of one game um, with people popping in and out. We'll just see. That's more up in the air. Um, but yeah, so that's November 18th, the next Saturday. Uh, be more of a virtual thing. Uh, so maybe we'll get some multiplayer games in where we aren't playing split screen um, and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that. It'll all be over on the Twitch channel at Game Vault Pod. Um, so without further ado, since you have returned, um, uh, Jen, uh, have you been playing any games? I have been playing a small handful, a handful. Oh my God. Handful. You've been games. playing Starfield? <laughs> I guess I'll start with Starfield. <laughs> <laughs> Starfield was like, you will mention me first. Damn it. Um, so <clears throat> starting off with Starfield, um, I've only played, I don't know, like three hours of Starfield. Um, don't feel I, so bad, Jen. I've, I'm about the same. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> 
So, you know, most people know I'm a huge Skyrim fan, pretty big fan of Bethesda in general. So I was really excited to get this. Um, and as much as I'm having fun, it's kind of boring. And I'm I'm really disappointed that I have to say that, or I don't have to say that, but I am saying that. Um, it gave me a slight like motion sickness feeling too. It didn't last long. Um, I turned off the blur and all that, so it, it got better. But it reminded me of when I first started playing Tiny Tina's. Um, okay. And that gave me crazy motion sickness, which is, has never happened before ever. Like I never get motion sickness at all. Um, but Starfield made me a little dizzy. And I don't know whether it, it's just something with the, the camera itself. It might, or... the, it might be the film grain. Okay. Um, yeah, I did not. I don't think I did anything with that setting. So I've you can that turn that off. So just check yeah. that out and see okay. if that might be. Yeah. I, yeah, I immediately turn motion blur off in every game. Yeah, I hate motion blur. It's I to me, it's unnecessary. But I get if you want to be totally immersed then keep it on, I guess. But um it's fun it's a lot of fun like i said uh i've mentioned this in the past i am not a fan of side quests um specifically when i don't want to do side quests and in this game if you walk by someone having a conversation with somebody else all of a sudden you pick up a side quest and i'm oh, like yeah. no i didn't <laughs> want this <laughs> uh so it's, it's a little annoying but um i'm having fun uh, just wandering around. I'm really having fun with the space travel, like piloting the ship. It's not super easy, but it's it's fine um, for me. And I think my biggest complaint about the game right now is the, um, I don't know how to describe it, the actual like on-planet maps, like once you land on a specific planet, the map is really terrible, in my opinion. Like it's really hard to find where you're supposed to be going. Um, if you set a waypoint, I find that it's really hard to figure out where your waypoint is because it's always pointing you, I think, to each direction of major quests, regardless of if you have them active or not. Um, I just I found yeah. it. I don't know if you guys agree. I found it to be very confusing to figure it's out not, where I'm supposed to be going. It's not intuitive at all. Trying to figure yeah. trying to make sure which where you what you have set, where your waypoints are set. Mm -hmm. Even if you do set a waypoint on the map, it will also show the quest you're doing. So you could it it'll it might still send you that direction even though you set a waypoint. Yeah, right. Which is incredibly annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the lack of a good mini map. Yeah. Um, is a problem. Well, the mini map is terrible. Yeah. It's like Fallout Four was a thousand times better, mm -hmm. and that you know that game came out in what twenty sixteen or something. So yeah, in terms of that, yeah. Yeah, I hate the mini map. Um. And I know, like, it looks like there are some symbols that maybe I have to decode, but it just doesn't feel good. It's not user-friendly. And I was wondering if it was just me. Like, am I nope. missing something? And, yeah, I, I looked it up, and the number one complaint, at least as of a couple weeks ago when I played, number one complaint was the minimap. So I'm glad that I'm not crazy. But um, it's fun overall. Um, I haven't, like, been dying to get back to it. But I think it's pretty interesting. I'm not like super drawn into the main storyline yet. Um, but I feel like in Skyrim, I wasn't super rushing. As much as I don't like all the side quests, I wasn't also rushing to get through the main storyline either. Um, so I'll just see. I'll, I'll get back to it eventually. I mean, I haven't really yeah. been playing much lately in general. But um. yeah, if, if when you do get back, I gave Tom the same advice last podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, do the main quest up and through into the unknown. Okay. Um, because that's a turning point um, in the story okay. um, and not in a 
you know, um, point of no return for something. Gotcha. It's just a turning point in the story. So just do like push through the main quest all the way through that. And then, okay. you know, you, you can still go back and do some side quests if you're, you know, wanting to do that. But sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at at that point, at that point, you'll know if it'll be interesting for you. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I shall do that. Um, but yeah, other, other than Starfield, I've been playing, um, I played a little bit of Fae Forest. I don't know if, Ooh. oh, we know, Fae Farm. That's what it's called. Sorry. Um, I don't know if. Did you buy it on the Switch or did you? <laughs> I did. I was going to say, I don't know if I went, o- I think I went over this, this struggle probably the last time I was on the podcast, which has been a while now. Um, I did wind up buying it on the Switch and thank goodness I did because I've taken a break from, you know, gaming on my PC completely pretty much. Um, and if I didn't have it on the Switch, I would have really regretted it. Um, that being said, it's really not that great of a game. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's batting cute. A, batting a thousand here. Yeah, it's cute. It's fun. Um, I think it's major drawback. Well, there's two major drawbacks for me. Number one, the quests in general are like, they almost feel like a mobile game. And that's a lot coming from me because I used to be the queen of mobile games. Um it feels very like the quests are just like, oh, go collect six apples and bring them here. Okay, here, here's your prize. Next, go do this and collect these things and bring them here. Like, it doesn't feel like you're progressing a story with the quests. It just feels like you're running errands for these people, which is fine, I guess. But it just, I don't know. A lot of them seem like empty requests. Like, they just needed to fill the game with all of these things to do, if that makes sense. Um yeah. The other thing that I don't like, and I thought that I was going to love this, but I hate it, um, is that you can progress through the game really quickly. So it's not um, based on real time like Animal Crossing is. So you can fly through the game kind of like a Stardew, basically. Okay. But I feel like, I don't know if it's just me, I feel like the days are a lot quicker than Stardew. But um, it does it does pause time, which is really nice. Um, even if you're multiplayer, I believe time is paused if you go into the menu. Don't quote me on that because I haven't played it with anyone yet. Um, but that's something I did appreciate. But yeah, it, it, I don't know. I guess being able to to fly through the story really fast and then you have all of these meaningless side quests or most of the side quests feel meaningless. It just doesn't feel fun in a way that I want to go back to it constantly like I feel about Animal Crossing. Because with Animal Crossing, you can only do so much in the day and then you could do like decorating and like farming stuff and sell stuff but you can't like fly through the rest of the week or you know each day you have to wait for it to actually be the next day to do something or to buy something or to try to find something or do an event that only happens on a particular day so i feel like maybe if they had made it more like animal crossing in that sense i probably would have been a little bit more interested to continue to play it um but i probably put like i don't know maybe like 10 hours into it. I'm not sure. I have to look, but um, that's not really a lot considering <laughs> animal crossing <laughs> for me yeah. is like, I don't even hundreds of hours probably. So, um, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably not a recommendation from me. If anyone's like on the fence, unless you're a huge, huge, huge Stardew fan um, and you're just dying to play something different, I would say give it a shot. But I mean, I think it's kind of pricey being what it is too. But that's just my opinion. I don't know if you, you I'm assuming you guys haven't played it. I have not. I have not. No, I have okay. not. Well, don't. 
<laughs> Unless you want to. That's, it. That's the Roxy Foxy recommendation. Ring yeah. endorsement there. I would say avoid. Um, <laughs> and then lastly is Animal Crossing. I got back into that because I wanted to buy more Halloween decorations for my island because I'm a psycho. And um, I don't know whether, I haven't logged in in like two weeks. So I don't know whether they started selling the Halloween stuff on October 1st or like the first week of October. Because leading up to October, I wasn't seeing any Halloween things and I was getting really disappointed. So I don't know if it's it's in the store now, but I do need to log in and, and buy some stuff for my island. But I'm trying to deck it out in crazy pumpkins and stuff. But it's just my pointless, my pointless thing that I'm working on. Um, but yeah, nothing new there, unfortunately, because as we all know, they stopped updating it pretty much. So that's it for me. Nothing, yeah. nothing crazy. No spooky games during spooky season yet. I'm going to get back into it, though, because I need to make up some lost time there. All right. Tom, what have you been playing? I've and... actually been playing stuff. Hey. Believe it or not. Um, so as I mentioned, I think on the last podcast, I got another mister set up for my upstairs room. I've been messing around with that, messing with the Saturn core that was just released and um, playing all kinds of stuff. Sega Rally, Panzer Dragoon. Also messing with PlayStation and Super Nintendo because there's a million games on there that you could play on that. So I just kind of have been going going through and messing around with stuff. And it, I saw something the other day that set, made me want to play Final Fantasy IX again. And I was like, nah, maybe maybe now's the time since I have this in my living room now. I can I'll play Final Fantasy IX again. So that may be coming. You may be hearing all about that. Yeah. Uh, I know Mark is very happy about that. I've started Final Fantasy IX like six times. <laughs> and it's just, I always get to a certain point and then I go, all right, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out. But I'm hoping this time it sticks. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So other than that, I, I've been playing Forza Motorsport. I'm really enjoying that. Uh, it's, it's been a breath of fresh air because we haven't had a Forza Motorsport in, I feel like, a long time. Yeah, we had two horizons, right? We had two horizons in a row, which is not normal. Generally, they generally they switch back and forth, but since they wanted this one to be Xbox Series X only and Series S, not and not backwards compatible, they uh, they took their sweet time with it because they didn't have to worry about um, didn't have to worry about last gen. So it really looks great. It looks incredible, and I'm really happy with the you know the the different stuff that they. Uh, so something with a game like Forza Motorsport or Gran Turismo generally is that there's no real progression system. It's just kind of oh, you can just do whatever you want, and I that I get lost in that sometimes. And I I'm really happy that Gran Turismo Seven and now Forza Motorsport have some sort of linearity to it. Yeah. You can still go and do things you anything you want, but it makes you feel a bit of progression because you level up your car um you get car xp and you level up your yourself as a driver at the same time so oh, that's cool as you as you level up your car you unlock different uh tuning and different parts that you can that you can access um and it's just nice to have a little it <laughs> a little bit of rpg in my racing game <laughs> there you go uh but yeah and i've been playing starfield like like I had been saying before, uh, I'm I'm doing something, Jen, that I don't ever do, and I'm trying. I'm just mainlining it. I'm not even. I I I had something happen uh, when I when I first started playing. I 
I picked the lock and and quote unquote stole something from somebody who was dead, and I got caught and then sent into this other quest that I didn't want to do. I had no interest in doing, and I thought that I had to do it based on what they were saying. The characters were saying to me, I thought, oh, I have to do this, but uh, Mark informed me that <laughs> now you don't have to do it. You can just do whatever you want. So. I said, okay, and I'm just now going to mainline the main story That's because, right. like like you said, there are so many side quests. And you could just yeah. get five by walking through town. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, like, I noticed that the first time I played, I was like, why do I have so many side quests? Or I didn't even <laughs> talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah. So, somebody just yelled something out in the in the crowd, and all of a sudden, I'm, I have four side quests. Yeah. So, so if you want to know what he's talking about, Jen, next time you play, just steal something, okay, and then get caught, <laughs> okay, and you'll find out what he's talking about. I see. Okay, um, it's a it's a scripted thing that happens the first yeah. time if, you, if you 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 get caught doing something. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it I it kind of turned me it turned me sour because I if I if nobody told me you don't have to do this right now, I would have just thought, man, I have to do this, and I really don't want to. I might just not play the game anymore. Yeah. Mm, but, true, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 the way I deduced it, um, and I can see how you could miss it, is because where it shows up on the quest board, um, I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't in the main section. So can I just leave? <laughs> well, I would never thought that because they right. make the way, the way, yeah, they yeah that's what I'm saying. You, they, they make it seem like if you don't do this, then something bad is going to happen. But yeah, like, like that was my thing when I noticed where it popped up. I literally did the thing like, well, I'll quick save here mm. and <laughs> I'll walk out the door. <laughs> they didn't and expect then, you to do that. Yeah. And then nothing <laughs> happened. And I'm like, okay. And I fucked around after that. But yeah. 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 I, I gave Tom that advice when he was compl- not complaining, like um, a more positive word than complaining because it, it, he has <laughs> venting. It's, venting. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about better. this because it, it is, it is a, they do they do a bad job at communicating that and yeah. you know when he I let him vent and I was like just to let you know you can leave <laughs> you know at any point <laughs> yeah. you don't want to feel the, like the game you're, that you're yeah good I was gonna say you don't want to feel like the game you're devoting all these hours to all of a sudden you you messed up so bad and you just ruined the storyline you know yeah. like that sucks so I'm yeah. glad you helped him with that yeah it was oh, like man. my advice to him was like if you if you're not in the middle of something that has like a timer just go go do the main quest. It's like, you know, but because yep. I haven't even started the quest he's talking about. I literally got it, did the quick save and walked out the door and then nothing happened. So I was like, oh, OK. Yep. And so I don't even know, you know, how far. But um, yeah, it was it, this is the one game where I'm like, read a couple of those things you need to know before starting. Okay. If, this is for the audience out there um, before you play. Read those things from GameSpot and IGN and all that stuff or watch the videos. Um, cause I doubt they're going to spoil anything cause it's, you know, a while it's, in, I think it's like the fifth or sixth main quest before you, you know, get into like, a, like when the real story starts. Um, so anything they tell you there will just help. So, yep. So, um, and, and then the, the big one, uh, I just received and started playing super Mario bros wonder. Nice. nice. And wow was whoever made this game on something. <laughs> just the just the sheer visuals of the thing and the fact that all of the plants talk 
It's just <laughs> spoilers, Tom. It, they no, talk to you in the first the first five seconds. <laughs> so this is not a spoiler because, like I said, it's in the opening cutscene. You're in a different I know, I know. kingdom. You're in a different king. You're not in Mushroom Kingdom. You are in Flower Kingdom. Uh, and something wild happens immediately out of the gate. And I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for you guys. So when you get the game, just know that. I was not lying when I said something wild happens out of the gate and then it just it just starts and it's a it's a great 2D Mario experience. Um it's not like I I haven't had any real issues yet. I haven't had any parts where I was like dying over and over and over. Um there's a little shop you can go to. There's a like a currency yeah. where you can buy extra lives, you can buy uh you can buy power-ups and stuff, nice. which is nice. Yeah. So, like, and the currency is everywhere. So it's not like you're not getting it. It's almost as almost as easy to get as regular coins. So it's uh, it adds another le- layer to it. Uh, you can pick any level you want to go to at any time. It's not super linear. There is certain points where they have it mapped out where you need to go um, in each time. But once you get to a little area, you can run around and pick which levels you want to go to before you before you move on. There, there are uh, things you collect for beating levels, and you have to have a certain number of them to to progress beyond a certain point and get into castles and stuff like that. But it uh, it's been really good so far. I mean, I've played I've only played a couple hours, but in the the short time I played it, I have really enjoyed it. I'm playing with an eight bit Do Super Nintendo style controller, so it has a much nicer D pad than the than the Ooh. Pro controller. Yes, so is, yeah. I would recommend if you have the Super Nintendo Switch Online controller, or if you have something similar to the to the Pro, the uh, uh, what's it called? I think it's the SN30 Pro um, from 8BitDo. If you if you have something similar to that with a nice D-pad, I would highly recommend using that over over Joy-Con or the Pro Control, the Switch Pro controller, because those D-pads are not great. And you definitely want a nice D-pad when you're playing this game. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's pretty much all I've been playing. Nice. So for me, um, I have been playing Starfield. Um, I am 50 hours in. Um, and <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny hearing you guys going, I'm three hours in. I'm like 10 out. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm 50. And I think I'm maybe halfway through the main quest but i did a lot of side quests um so yeah i've done a lot of faction stuff and i've become a you know a deputy and a whole bunch of stuff i paid off my house and um but i think i kind of got bored with the the outpost and stuff it wasn't the same as fallout 4 where doing that stuff was just fun because there were people walking around the town Mm. and their houses the house is just you right you know like your your crewmates don't come stay at your house, um, so it's no fun. And the um, the shipbuilding is great. I love the shipbuilding. Um, I got if you're really into ship combat, I would recommend following the Free Star Rangers side quest when you first get that, uh, because the ship you get is fucking amazing Ooh, um, for for doing that quest. Um, and I said that last podcast, and I'll keep reiterating it as new people play Starfield. <laughs> um, because it's not worth buying a thing. Just go do that quest, and you'll be good for most of the game. Um, but yeah, so I got to the point um, where the story changed. It got a little bit interesting. Um, 
So I'm hoping um, that it sticks the landing with it, but I'm trying to just mainline the quest at this point, main quest, uh, because that November 17th is drawing ever closer um, for Super Mario RPG. And I may want to pick up, you know, Spider-Man or something like that um, as well. Uh, so just basically um, finishing out stuff. I got married, as I mentioned on the last podcast, um, <laughs> or a commitment ceremony because, you know, they don't want to offend anyone. Uh, um, but yeah, it's this, it's this whole thing where you can go through the whole thing. I made the joke last week about the divorce, where you can go through the whole thing, get to the end and then talk to her right after the wedding. And one of the options is like, I don't think this is going to work out. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like immediately. Wow. All that work. <laughs> right out the window. Um, but yeah, so, um, I, I liked who I chose unless there's someone else I meet later on that I'll be pissed off at about, uh, but yeah, so I've been playing through that. Um, I picked up the trial of, uh, NHL 24. Um, it's actually pretty good. Um, they, they changed some of the controls around. So a lot of the stuff that I got used to in 23, um, I had to change, um, my mindset. Um, one of the buttons that used to like allow you to sort of like use your weight to protect the puck is not that button anymore. So a couple of times I've lost the puck hitting that button. Because now it's like an auto deep move or something. Um, so, you know, learning that. But the main thing they did, and I, I, I give them credit if they did this. It seems like they called the people that make FIFA or FC um, now um, and was like, hey, how do you do crowds? Because <laughs> they finally got a hockey-like crowd. Um, I will say, unless if I play a playoff game and it's ridiculously louder... I think they didn't realize that there's a difference in sound between regular season and playoff hockey. Mm, Um, But the whole thing is generated um, offensively on pressure in the zone. So if you people don't watch hockey or sports, you can kind of give me two minutes here to be really nerdy about sports. Um, So the whole thing's about pressure. You get like a, a a radio meter that passes. the more you take shots or control the puck or pass it around, the more time you spend in the zone and you know, and this goes up. And as you do that, the goalie um, loses stamina, makes it easier to score on them. Um, and, you know, the crowd gets louder, you know, and stuff like that. And it just, you just get into it. And it's been the first time in a while that I've played a hockey game. And while all this, like, stimuli is going on with the crowd going nuts and, you know, the announcer is actually pretty good, the play-by-play guy, some random guy. Um, and uh, I... Sh- passed and scored the goal and then like had a like a celebratory like i was there it's like yeah you know to the goal so they have done it correctly in terms of getting a hockey atmosphere out there um i don't know if it'll become one of those games where you learn how to exploit it and then it becomes boring like the ones in the past have but so far this is the first nhl that i played with the announcers on and probably since they brought in doc emmerich and nhl 15 and he was new and then it just got old after a while um, but yeah, I recommend it for anybody that likes hockey to at least do the trial. If you have game pass, um, it's 10 hours, you'll get a good idea of the game, um, doing it that way. Um, and the other game that I'm playing, um, and I've rec- highly recommended this to Tom, there's game on game pass. I saw a lot of streamers playing and was a little confused why a lot of people were playing it, but, um, it's a RPG called sea of stars. And it is a turn-based RPG um, in, like, a retro-looking style, like, 
I guess, like upscaled retro, you know, isometric camera, um, uh, a, a world map that you run out to where you're bigger than the things. Um, so buys into all that nostalgia. Um, the battle system's really interesting. It mixes a bunch of um, like old turn-based stuff with new uh, turn-based stuff like Octopath has where you can cancel spells by hitting certain moves at certain times. Um, you play as two main characters. Um, one, you choose them in the beginning, but I don't think it really makes a difference. Um, one is like moon-based and one is sun-based. Um, so, you know, you sort of, it plays off that, what's weak to what and all that. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's a whole like cooking mechanic, kind of like, um, trails. Um, and so they've done a really good job, um, taking a lot of the good elements of the turn-based. I'm, I'm only about five, six hours in. Um, I'm finally added the t- tutorial, like the prologue, maybe, where they teach you everything, and then now I'm out on my first mission. Um, so that has, been, that has been going well. I'm looking forward to getting back to that a little bit more than Starfield. Um, so um, I'm probably going to play that after this podcast here uh, before I go to bed. But Jen, in non... Oh, and uh, uh, Monopoly Go update, I am now level 927. <laughs> Oh my god! You, you've got to delete that off of your phone. <laughs> and I have not paid a dime. Um, I know, but I'm just saying it. It takes over your life. <laughs> I had to. I had to delete it. I deleted it off my phone. Like after I got to level seventy or something, I was like, "All right, I can't. I can't do this anymore." Um, yeah. So um, I have been playing that phone game an awful lot. Um, non video game related. Um, I may almost be done season one of Demon Slayer. Nice. So yeah. That that happened over over. <laughs> was over that? I mean, time. I know part of it might have been my doing, but was it anyone else's doing as well? No, it was more so a combination of everything. Okay. Um, uh, the whole uh, escapade to get the Crocs. Um, <laughs> yeah. You showing me watching an episode or two of it um, at Comic Con with you guys. Me wanting to at least understand why my niece was obsessed with this, <laughs> um, and found out that it's a pretty decent. Pretty decent anime. Um, I don't have much experience with a whole lot of anime um, to to know where it stands, but um, only frustrated me like a couple times where I was explaining that the main character had figured out the answer to the problem he was having, mm-hmm. but then just kept repeating to himself about how to solve the problem, despite <laughs> the fact that he had already solved the problem. <laughs> and I'm just like, I get, I know some younger kids, but I'm like. You know, you can do the whole talk through the problem, but he literally said the answer right. and agreed that it was the answer, but then just kept talking about the problem. <laughs> and I was just like, it only happens in one episode. And I was getting real frustrated watching that That's episode. Funny. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I've been doing that. Um, yeah. I had to signed up for uh, Crunchyroll to be able to do that um, <laughs> because I found out that the season that was on Hulu is like, two arcs later oh. than what we were watching because all of a sudden everybody was together and then someone died not any of the ones you know jen okay but then just someone dies that they seemed really close to and i'm like i have no idea who that guy is yeah you're like wait a minute i'm missing <laughs> something <laughs> way too far in the future <laughs> um so yeah i've been watching that and um yeah it gives me something nice to you know now that i have crunchy roll maybe i'll uh you know get back into spy family and all that stuff, yeah um, why not that i actually liked um, and that is the perfect segue into our topic this week, 
Um, not a whole lot of news. Um, I will say one thing, one piece of news. Our long national nightmare is over. <laughs> Microsoft has officially bought Activision, oh. Blizzard, and King. And as Tom pointed out um, in the photo that they put out announcing it, um, the game that is square in the middle of the games that they're proud to bring to Microsoft is Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely <laughs> the game they were going for in this whole thing. And just bro gamers just thought it was Call of Duty. Mm. But nope, it's Candy Crush. Candy Crush makes a hell of a lot more money than Call of Duty. Um, My dad still plays Candy Crush, so exactly. <laughs> um, so that was funny. I'm waiting to see if Candy Crush comes to Game Pass. Um, oh. I don't know if they can do that, but it was pretty funny. Um, the one bit of news from it, um, Phil Spencer said that the games won't be on Game Pass for a few months. So if you were looking to get Call of Duty when it releases. Modern Warfare 3 will probably not be on Game Pass when it releases. Um, unless if something changes, I'm assuming that'll all be in the new year um, for that stuff. Uh, so, yep, that was the one bit of news. We've been following this story since almost the beginning, so now that it has a resolution, I thought, even though we were mostly skipping uh, the news segment this this uh, this week, I thought we would be remiss to not mention yeah. that. So, my perfect lead-in. Comic-Con led me to Demon Slayer. Um, me and Jen uh, both went to Comic-Con along with other people. Um, and uh, I thought we'd do a little quick segment here um, just talking about, you know, the vibe of Comic-Con uh, this year. Um, Jen, I don't know if you want to start it off. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so I've been going to New York Comic-Con with Dan, who's my husband, who's been on the podcast quite a bit. Um, we've been going for, oh my God, I at least 10 years to the specific one, maybe more. Um, so we were just saying how amazing it is that we started going with friends as well. Um, so usually it's a group of us um, with Mark included. I know Tom, you've been there with us in the past. I have. Um, it was my yeah. first cosplay experience. That's right. Um, and it's, it's always a lot of fun. Um, one thing that I can say is that it, it gets literally and it feels more crowded every single year. Like without fail, it feels like they're cramming more and more and more people in every single year. And um, although it's it's very fun, it gets very exhausting to try to walk around, especially the show floor, which is like, I guess I could say the main focus of Comic-Con because that's where all the vendors are. And, you know, you could buy all kinds of stuff from like comic books to um anime statues and posters and just all kinds of stuff dice for D, all kinds of, of stuff um but there are parts of the show floor you can't you literally have to like do this shuffle walk because you, you can't do, take you a do full the scott step. hall walk yeah it's, it's it's really tough and then your hips start bothering you <laughs> like it's just it's a process um and you really have to not mind being around a lot of people um because which is, which is why I don't go anymore. Right. Yeah. If you are claustrophobic or even a little bit, this is not the place for you to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, that being said, I, I think that we all had a ton of fun. Um, it's our little tradition now. We stay in the city. We go out to eat, which is really great. Um, and then we walk around Comic-Con together. Some of us dress up sometimes. Some of us don't. Um, we just, I, I personally like to people watch a lot at conventions. Someone just recently asked me what my favorite aspect of going to Comic-Con is. And it used to be 
I think me personally dressing up and trying not being competitive with it because I don't enter any contests, but I just try to like do the most complex, which is silly, but the most complex thing that I could think of that I really am into, like Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, but now it's become more of like, I just want to be comfortable and I want to dress up as something that I like. And I'd rather like sit back and look at other costumes and like talk to people and ask them how they made something and kind of learn that way. Um, and I also love walking through Artist Alley, which is Mark's least favorite thing, right, Mark? Yeah, boo art. <laughs> <laughs> Mark um, hates art. Yeah, Mark hates well art. Well documented. Yep. Um, I love walking through Artist Alley, even though that's another place that gets really crazy and crowded. But the artists down there are really cool to talk to, most of them. Um, you can watch some people doing, like drawing live or painting live. Um, there's some pretty big comic book artists that you could meet if you're into that. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I feel like New York Comic Con and most likely um, San Diego, those are two conventions that pretty much have something for everyone there. Yeah. Um, and this year there was a lot of anime. I feel like there was more anime content this year than any other year. Yeah, that, so, that, yeah that's what I was going to say. It's the first thing I noticed when I walked in was yeah. that it, me and uh, Aunt went up the first escalators because um, we went a little bit ahead of you because uh, you mm -hmm. were getting ready. Um, and it was just all anime like yeah the yeah first, not like, even half of the show floor pretty much yeah yeah like it was and it, it's pretty obvious why i mean the one piece live action show just mm -hmm. started um dragon ball uh has some new stuff coming out i think naruto has a game coming out um demon slayer um mm -hmm. apparently has exploded mm -hmm. um i waited in a line for two hours to get crocs for my niece <laughs> um yeah sh shout out to bunpla um, so I, for i i do want to i do want to ask yeah how not marvel centric is it at this point how, i didn't see much uh, outside of spider-man yeah. 2 i didn't see there much really all. not much yeah i think i think people are so fed up and done with comic book movies and stuff that uh anime is just going to take over yeah, yeah. There was like there was a booth for X Men. I think they're doing something with like the X Men Institute or something. So like there was a little booth for that. Um, it was like vendor related stuff. If you're going to see Marvel, really, um, yeah. unless I miss something. Uh, and even video games took a backseat this convention. Yeah, I saw um, Spider Man Two. Um, there was more stuff on panels for mm -hmm. video games. They had a Rebirth panel. Yeah, um, yeah, where they smart. where they announced the least kept worst kept secret um, that Matthew Mercer is voicing Vincent. Um, <laughs> first words out of his mouth in that trailer is like, "That's fucking Matt Mercer." Yeah, it, everyone <laughs> knows his voice by now. Um, he told a really good story. Just to take a slight tangent here, um, where they they sort of pranked him um, into letting him know he got the job. <laughs> they uh, they didn't call him for like a, a year or six months. I guess that's you know how it works with Japanese studios. Um, so he thought he didn't get it because normally it's like three, four months at most oh, wow. before, you know, um, so he knew somebody that was on the voice direction. So he's like, why don't you come in and do some of the like side voices, you know, some of the townsfolk and stuff like that, you know, cause I know how much you love this game and blah, blah, blah. So they put him in the booth and they gave him a script and the, um, the script was for a kid in a 12 year old kid in Nibelheim. Um, that was, uh, you know, and he's like, I don't. I don't know if I've ever done that, um, but he's like, I tried and it was real bad. Yeah. And then he was like, I was like midway through the script. And then all of a sudden the screen started glitching out 
and then his script started glitching and then it popped on the screen and basically let him know that he he was Vincent. Oh my god, that's funny. Uh, yeah. So he was like, Yeah, I've never done the twelve year old boy before. So uh yeah. <laughs> he's like, we went real great. bad. They First probably time. thought really hard, like, what can we do that he can't like what can we make him do that we know he can't do well? Yeah. <laughs> and that was the only thing they could think of. Yeah, so that they were there for that. You know, there were signings and autographs for things. Um, but video game-wise, it was just that. It was um, that Honorail game. I, there's mm -hmm. a second name to it. Um, but the, the Hoyovers, you know, um, and, you know, Genshin and, and all that. That had things that I wanted to go see, uh, but just got way too tired um, yeah. after that, standing in that line. And then there were other things I saw that was more important and, Especially since my niece doesn't really play those games anymore. Um, yeah. It didn't feel as important to get there. But that was basically all I saw. Um, the fun things, um, video game-wise, is that there were there were a lot of... I took photos for Tom that I'll show him next time I see him. For They had these, you know, those, like, Asian... Um, I, I guess they're supposed to be, like, bamboo, but they're probably not bamboo. Like, you sort of pull them out like a, like a uh, projector screen, and it has art on it. Kind of like a scroll. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like scroll scroll. Thing. yeah. Yeah. So they had um they had two of them for Final Fantasy VII for a remake there. Oh, nice. Um, that took a photo of it for you. Um, that that were real nice, and they had a bunch of stuff like that. They had your swords and stuff. Oh, so um, many Buster swords. Yeah, yeah. So so much, so much of that stuff. Oh, I saw a Zach and a Cloud uh, <laughs> there, Tom. Um, there was a, there was a Zach and a um some like forget who sh they were with. But it wasn't 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 an Aerith. Um, maybe it was a Tifa. Not I sure. did see a Tifa, so maybe that was the same yeah. group. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, they, they that was one, one of these days, Jen. One of these days. I know <laughs> a, a lot more a lot more um, video game cosplay than actually booths and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. My favorite was the people that went as Mario, Luigi, Daisy, and Peach in oh, their Mario yeah. tennis outfits, <laughs> carrying a around the Mario groups, yeah. which was cool. Yeah, yeah, there there was one that was the full group um, mm -hmm. with Waluigi and Wario. <laughs> um, so that was fun. But uh, the the funniest thing that we saw, uh, at least I saw that I want to bring up. I know it's a video game podcast, but you know, I guess these are tangentially related. It's, it's I always nerd, like it's nerd related. It's nerd. all yeah, yeah. Me me <laughs> and Aunt like to make a beeline for the old wrestlers table mm -hmm. um, to see who shows up. <laughs> and this year it was uh, Mick Foley. Who was signing things with Sako on his hand, um, of course. And then we came back like two hours later, and he had the mankind mask on. Oh, um, love it. So, love it. so it was just okay. Um, and then Jake the Snake was there. Um, Rikishi yeah. was there. Um, and then uh, for your '80s wrestling fans, Demolition was there. Um, okay. I don't know which ones because I think there's three of them. Um, I, they only said Demolition. They didn't give names. Um, and then uh, Matt Hardy and Ted DiBiase were at another table um, there. Um, but the funniest thing was day two on Saturday. So we go to the old wrestlers table to see who's there. It's the, you know, two of the same whatever, Kishi and Foley. And uh, Hobbs from AEW shows up. And that guy is built like a brick shit house in person. Tom. <laughs> Way more than he looks on TV. Um, and it's the first time I've seen him up close. And I've gone to a lot of wrestling matches at ECW, see a couple of these guys up close. I'm like, that dude's big. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we walked by and then there was a table of four American gladiators at the old wrestling. So amazing. Table. Just 
for I think it was Nitro might have been there, maybe Ice. Uh, like none of the ones that we remember, but it was just four of them crammed into a little table. <laughs> if you watch the um, documentary that was out on one of the major yeah. streaming services, I knew every single one because of that documentary. <laughs> I don't know how well known they are from just like fans from back then watching, yeah. but I, wa- it was I really watched cool. that documentary. It was on it was on ESPN Plus or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was, uh, it it was, was so really cool. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so they were that was just funny that the other ones had their own tables. Yeah, and then, and then the four of them were squeezed onto one little table. Um, there are a lot of Power Rangers people. Um, the original Black Ranger was there, and he was really cool with all the selfies he was taking. He was like letting people pose with the uh, with the thing. Um, I've always been forgetting the word. You know, the thing they hold up the morph. The morpher. Um, yeah, I guess you call it a morpher. That's I think it has it, an actual it what name. Um, no, it's a morpher. That's what it's called. Okay. I thought it like had an actual, like, outside of, like... No, I think okay. it's just called a morpher. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, and then I went down to Artist Alley, but grudgingly. You um, destroyed so much art down there. Uh, and, and got uh, uh, tricked into... <laughs> I shouldn't say tricked. Um, me not looking around well enough, um, ended up having me buy four pieces of art from one artist, um, all Final Fantasy related. So I originally got drawn to her table because there was a photo of my waifu, Carlac, uh, from uh, Baldur's Gate 3, my tiefling mama, um, there. And, uh, I, then I thought, I don't want to do that. That, that doesn't mix in with anything I have, you know, on my walls and stuff. Um. And then I saw they had a ca- like a character portrait of all the characters from uh, Final Fantasy VIII. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. It's actually well done. You know, I'll take that. I buy it, and as I walk away, the person with her, like her helper, like moves, and I see a Final Fantasy X poster. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I have to get that. So I walked back. I'm like, uh, your man just moved. <laughs> and he leaned out of the way. And I'm like, I want that Final Fantasy X. <laughs> behind it. And she's like, okay. And then she said to me, the thing, if you've ever been to Artist Alley, for all you out there, Jen will know exactly what's coming next. Mm-hmm. You know, you've already bought two. If you buy three, you get one free. Yep. And I looked over her shoulder and I saw a portrait of Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> and I was like, I will take that one. And uh, just give me seven. Um, uh, because the one they had for nine. I should have just bought five, to be honest, and just cleaned her out of the Final Fantasy ones. Um, wasn't that well done. Um, because they're a little more cartoony characters, and she seems to be really good at drawing like more uh, human-like characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. But yeah, that's how she got me. So I have those. Now I have to have a Final Fantasy wall, because I have True. those four portraits, and I have my watercolored uh, Yuna doing Ascending uh, from Final Fantasy X um, that I have to hang up. And then, um, yeah, so, and, yeah, because I mostly go, I buy video game uh, stuff, not so much uh, comic books down at Artist Alley. Uh, me and Dan walked around for, like, five minutes finding this table, and the reason I couldn't find it was because the girl switched the poster that she was advertising, because wow. <laughs> um, it was Carlac. Like, I could see it from across the thing on Friday, and she switched it to someone else. That's funny. So eventually I walked by and saw her. But, yeah, I ended up getting uh, the fake posters for travel posters uh, to finish my collection. Uh, so now I have six um, of those. And then I bought acrylics from the people I got the, the uh, pop-up, the pop art stuff 
uh, for Zelda. Um, got two Zelda um, covers because they're doing NES and SNES. Got the um, original one and Link to the Past, and then the free one because it was buy two, get one free, and I was buying two anyway. I didn't get suckered into this one. <laughs> um, the uh, I got um, Super Mario 3 because um, that yellow box is iconic. Um, yes, it is. So, um, yeah, so I got I got all that. That was basically the video game stuff. I said a lot of anime. Um, yeah. Yeah. Co- and cosplayers. I'm trying to think. I want I want to think of one really good one. Oh, there was a really good Seth freaking Rollins. Um, oh, gosh. That yeah. that aunt. First time I've ever seen him excited like a little child um, <laughs> at something. He literally he bolted. Like, he teleported for me because yeah. I turned around and he was gone. He literally bolted from me and Dan in the middle of a sentence because he saw someone dressed as Seth freaking Rollins. And I, at first, I was confused because the way he left, I thought it was actually Seth freaking Rollins. Um, like, walking by, and I'm like, that's pretty cool, where is it? And then saw that it was a, someone cosplaying. Um, but, yeah, so, so that was all cool. But, um, yeah, I don't know... That's basically Comic-Con. I recommend it, especially if you're on the East Coast. Um, uh, it's, it's a pretty good experience for one day. Um, I, like, I like doing the two-day, which I found out this year, outside of the, and thank God we found the quiet room. Um, oh, my gosh. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, to be able to sit down. Um, it's because now we're old. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the second day because you can, the first day you can go explore everything to see what's mm-hmm. there, and then day yeah. two you can, you can concentrate. Yeah. Um, you know, on where you want to go, what you want to do. If you want to stand in line for two hours for something. Yeah. Um, I think if I wasn't standing in line for the Crocs, I would have stood in line. Um, I think they were doing some previews of games and stuff like that. Um, I, I do want to ask, being yeah. as, you know, we're now no longer the target audience for this event. Uh, how was it being over the age of 35? There are a lot of people over the age of 35 there. Um, I think yeah. it, I think the con just grows up um, with everyone is what I felt. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's I, I think I think where the question you're asking comes into play, Tom, is there's a lot of stuff that, especially in the anime side, that I no idea of, like complete like blinders, you know, yeah. not even knowing that's a thing. Um, and that's I think where the age thing comes in. Not so much the people there but mm-hmm. you know the things that are popular now um right it's sort of it's sort of we're starting to become the old people that just want to want to see our stuff yeah um right. but yeah but the main reason old thing is that oh, walking around is not <laughs> great anymore especially yeah. the shuffling we all got old people hips uh-huh that's what um, i was gonna say if you're talking literally every yeah. year i feel like it gets more painful to attend yeah. comic-con yeah um, but it was um yeah, uh, my favorite part of Comic Con, sans everything, was when me and uh, Bonpois were standing in line for the um, for the uh, Crocs, and there were three lines. So one really big line, and then two shorter lines. Um, there, when someone behind me broke the news to the person they were with that this was line one of three <laughs> that they were standing in, and just I could f- feel the disappointment. Aww. Because yeah. he was, we were getting close to the end of the line, and he was like, "Oh, like getting excited." And the girl with him was like, "Nope, this is line one of three. Gosh. And I just felt all the energy just leave. Soul crushing. Yeah. I know that. I know that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever went to a convention, well, minus Comic Con, that I that I was actually going to, 
like one of the panels. I had no idea how it worked. So I went to go see a panel. I was there a half hour beforehand and the line was moving. I was like, all right, well, we'll I'll just pop at the end of the line. The guy goes, this is the end of the line. I was like, I know that's, that's where I want to go. He's like, no, we cut it off here. I'm like it's a half hour before the, the panel yeah. start. What do you mean it's cut off here? So <laughs> yeah, needless to say that put a bad taste in my mouth when it came to, uh, <laughs> when it came to, to conventions right off the bat. Yeah. That happened to us a couple times actually this year. Um, Crocs a couple times for my friend who um, she stood in line both days that she attended um, because the Crocs were selling out of sizes so quickly in the, you know, certain designs that she wanted. So they kept capping lines, but like temporarily capping lines for most things and telling you like, oh, come back in an hour, come back in a half hour, like because they don't want people just hovering right. in that they spot and like blocking the aisles. The yeah. yeah. But like capping must be a new strategy for them because this was the first year that I didn't get to watch the cosplay competition on Saturday night. And we stayed an extra almost, I would say an hour and a half when we could have just left because we were trying to get into the cosplay competition. And even though you had to do the reservations and we didn't get the reservations, they always 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 were only half full because no one ever stayed until the actual competition even if they had reservations and then they would just let everyone in at the end and this year we go down there and they had capped the standby line and said that they weren't going to be allowing anyone else without reservations in which was very surprising and i think maybe it was because it was raining all day on saturday so nobody wanted to leave yeah (laughs) and they all just actually stayed but that was the most crowded i've ever seen like a standby line be for the for the costume competition i was very disappointed but um friends of ours that got in said that it was really quick like they kind of sped through it really fast and um it just wasn't that great this year so i was like all right well i guess that's fine then but yeah capping lines is very frustrating they did that a couple times and it sucks because like you'd think showing up a half hour early to that panel you would have gotten in but depending on what it is, you have to waste so much time waiting in line, which you're paying a lot of money to go to the, some of these cons. Yeah. And then you're waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for something. I mean, so something I determined, no offense to everybody listening, nerds will wait in line for anything. Yeah. They want it bad enough. That's true. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why I had like, to clarify with the Crocs. I was like, is this a giveaway or do we purchase them? Yeah. Because like, gi- giveaways can be cut off. Right. Because, People, so I, at the convention I was at was uh, RTX, which is in Texas for old Rooster Teeth before all the weird stuff happened there. Anyway, uh, they they had a they would do a podcast panel where they would do they would do a live version of the podcast, and they said there's no queuing before the event opens, and because it was like the first thing of the day, we got there as soon as the event opened, there was already a line. There was already there was they people started showing up at five in the morning to to wait in on this line and I was like you know what this is the last time I'm coming I'm not doing this anymore it's <laughs> yeah, not it's worth it it's not worth it for me to fly to Texas to wait on four hour long lines to see some to see a panel right. like I just I know this is old man ranting but <laughs> it just it's just the way it is I don't I had no I have no interest in doing that yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know some people stay like you can stay for New York Comic Con. You could stay for four days max because it's a four day convention. 
And I feel like if you were to do something crazy, like where you knew you would be waiting, like for example, Chris Evans was there this year. And initially you had to purchase the meet and greet ticket, which was like $350 or something. And they gave you a time slot where you would see him. And then at the end of all the time slots, there was a panel that he was going to be in. And then you'd have to register for that. And one of my friends did, um, I think she said she got like a 12 o'clock um, time slot to meet him. And then the panel was like at 1.30 or something or one o'clock. Um, and apparently the convention decided that they were going to change around everyone's times for the meet and greet and then moved her to like 9 a.m. And they told them if you're not here, I forget exactly what she said, but it was like, if you're not here an hour and a half early, you're not getting in and it's too bad. Like if you paid for it, it's too bad. Like they were very like rude and strict about something that they changed on people. And then other people's meet and greets got changed to the same time as the panel. So they're like, how is that going to happen? And it was just a huge, he was just a huge mess up. So she had to be there so early, waited in line for hours and then waited in line even longer to get into the panel. So like, thankfully she was there for three days. So one day was like pretty much done. Just, just, just waiting in line. Things. Yeah. So you it's, really so have to like decide what I mean. what's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, closing out the best part about um, Comic-Con um, is I think you shouldn't go alone. Um, cause, uh, I believe the best part is not so much walking around the convention with your friends. It's the, you know, before and after stuff of going out to yeah. dinner or going to breakfast or, you know, maybe it's trip in if you're taking the same train in, you know, yeah. that's the fun part. Coming home at the end of the day, if you stay overnight, um, to show off what you bought, um, at, at the, at the convention. So, yeah. So that's my advice is, yeah, if you've got a whole bunch of friends going, try one day to, to like put your foot in. Um, and see if you like it, mm-hmm. but yeah, not that we should be encouraging more people to go because it's way. Yeah, crowded. right. <laughs> I mean, if you're looking for the least crowded day at this point, it's it's Thursday. Um, yeah. Sunday is just as crowded as Saturday now, in my opinion. So Friday, is, Saturday, Sunday is insane. Which is weird because generally when I go to conventions, I'm only going to go to the you know to the uh, the merch booths, mm-hmm. and I usually just will get a Sunday pass because that's usually the day where. Nobody's there. Yeah. Nobody. Everybody's gone home for the weekend already. And yeah, I've noticed in at like too many games in Delaware or Philly rather, um, that they the Sunday is just as crowded. Which yeah. was I think I think I think it helps that you know everybody just wants to get out of their house now. Yeah. True. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, near Comic Con, thumbs up. Um, yep. If you like people, yes. Um, stress that. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't like like people, people. like if you're like me and you don't want to be anywhere near people, not the place you want to be. Or if you're a germaphobe or like just concerned about getting sick, not the place to be. Nope, not at all. All right. And uh, that leads us into our game. This um, Retro Roulette was uh, Cruising World for the N64. Um, And uh, I know Tom streamed it. Um, I'll give my opinions first because I have some pros and cons. Um, for pro, um, I like the backgrounds, um, a lot of good artwork with all the different countries. Um, I made it up to France. Um, I don't know how far to the end of the game that was. Um, but yeah, the you had to get to the U S so 
You, you okay. had a, way, a little ways to go, I think. That's probably about okay. halfway. Yeah, I think France was the last one I beat, and I think it sent me to Mexico or something after that. But yeah, the I, I like I like the backgrounds, the aesthetics. Um, we're a lot better in cruising USA, um, and uh, maybe just because you can do a lot more in showing off things by going to different countries than um, just doing cities within the United States. Um, and the uh, yeah, the the, the pop in was a little better. Um, uh, it, Except that'll show up in one of my cons too. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I rather enjoyed you know the look of things. And uh, the major pro was that you only need to finish third to yes. to move yeah. on <laughs> to the next. Thing. Very much a pro for this game for sure. Yeah. Yes, instead of first. Um, so cons: um, opening song sucks. Um, <laughs> that's not, yeah, it's not. Uh, it made me not, laugh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not. It's not cruising USA um beginning um so that was pretty bad um the pop-in uh with the cars uh just reminds me of road rash in, in the most frustrating parts of road rash um uh, where you would come over a thing and have no way to avoid hitting a car um and the accidents were really weird a couple times i got into multiple accidents and bumped myself in the first place yes i was gonna say that too <laughs> this is great <laughs> it was awesome but it was also the worst thing was when you would be you know, there because there was no like rear view, and then all of a sudden someone clips you in the back and spins yeah. you out, and you didn't yeah. even see them. Yep. Um, be there. Um, and my last con, um, because these these are very simple, generic, you know, um, racing games. So you know, there's not much to, to dig into too much. Um, my 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 big con was that you there was no um reward for getting into first place. Um, because of the rubber banding, like you could drive perfectly. Oh yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden, a guy's on your tail if you make yeah. one mistake. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I feel like that's that's no good. Um, like I sh- I shouldn't have to drive like perfect to win first place. Um, and yeah, I don't know if there's some kind of mechanic with the um that I was missing to make me get a little more speed at certain points. Um, but I felt like that, um, you know, once I made a mistake, I could never catch up the first again. Uh, but yeah, yeah, had fun. You know, those games are always fun, but just some frustrating moments with it. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, um, Jen, if you've gotten a chance to check it out. Um, or, I did. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you go because then sure. Tom can fill in on things after he streamed or things he didn't mention on stream. Sure. Uh, so I also did pros and cons. Um I mean, I actually had already played this game as an arcade game, so I was really excited to play this again. Um, I always love when when I play retro like games for the podcast that I already have nostalgia for because it doesn't happen often for me. Um, I think it was overall, it's super easy to pick up and play. There's really not much to the controls that would make it confusing for anyone to learn, which is always nice. Um, The music was hilariously bad (laughs) so i agree with you the second it came on it was like i was like what the heck like what is this um there is a good selection of cars to choose from i feel like um and i really like the artworks of the maps as well um i felt like driving in this game was pretty user-friendly um it wasn't one of those games where the driving is so sensitive that if you you know like hit the the joystick a little bit you're gonna fly off the road which i tend to do a lot because i just am not great at driving games um so i appreciated this game for that um 
I think one of my favorite aspects of the game is that the computer is not ridiculously smart. So I could see the other computer controlled players crashing into each other and like making mistakes. So I always appreciate that, that you're not just like fighting for your life the whole time. Um, and I also liked how you have to be aggressive to the players around you and try to take them out because as Mark mentioned, it's really easy for someone to fly up beside you. And a lot of times if they're close enough, they're going to make you crash. So you kind of have to seek them out first. Um, and I think that was kind of fun for me because it added a little extra element of trying to knock people out while you're going around tight curves and avoiding oncoming cars. Um, and I also mentioned the same thing in my notes that Mark did where you can get into a huge crash and all of a sudden you fly over everyone and you just land perfectly and you're in first place. <laughs> and it's the most, it's so silly, but when it happens, you're like, yeah, like, hell yeah. Um, and then my cons, um, this is not much of a, a negative aspect per se, but I thought it was worth mentioning. I found most of the tracks to be pretty short. And I didn't play super far into it. I think I stopped after Egypt. Um, but I was kind of cycling through them just to see what they were like. Um, and I, I feel like with them being kind of short, it's much much less forgiving when you make a mistake because it's really hard to bounce back if you get messed up because before you know it, the race is practically over already. Um, and then I guess tying into that, like Mark was saying too, the rubber banding was super annoying because if I was in first by a long shot and like, my tire went over the side of the road a little bit and slowed me down. All of a sudden I was in like third or fourth place because people were flying by me. So I was like, what the heck? This, how's that possible? Um, but yeah, overall I had a lot of fun playing this. I was pretty happy with it. Yeah. So uh, Tom, any, uh, just if you want to repeat your thoughts while you were playing the game on the stream or anything you've uh, thought about yeah. over the last two weeks. So the thinking about back to it, uh, the difficulty is way harder than the original game, which is nice that they gave you the leeway of having third place be your your uh, your place you need to move on. Uh, I don't know that I would have gotten through it if I had to finish first place on every every track because it was tough. There were definitely some hard tracks, and the AI is way better. And um, well, the AI is, is better in the fact that it'll stay ahead of you. Like you were saying, it's not an easy thing to catch up. Once you're behind, there's really no no chance. They added in that little boost thing that you could do where your car wheelies, and it makes you feel like you're going faster, but it doesn't really do a whole lot. <laughs> it uh, it looks cool. It's more for looks than anything else. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun. I saw credits again on a retro roulette game. It, it's, it's always nice when you get to see that. Nice. And uh, I did... I ended the stream and I was like, you know, because you make it to Florida and I guess it's supposed to be like Cape Canaveral or, or whatever for the, where the, uh, where they launch the launch rockets and they, they launched the space shuttle. And I was like, I could have swore you went to the moon and I ended the stream because I, I saw credits and I was like, all right, whatever. And then as soon as like I ended the stream, it loaded the level to go to the moon. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to show that on stream, but I played it, and yeah, it had it has weird gravity, and it's it, funny. wacky, just like you would think it would be. Um, but yeah, uh, it's it's a fun you know pick up and play if you if you have you know thirty minutes and you want to pick up and play a game, it's it, it's great. I I highly recommend it. Uh, it's got a whole lot more cars than the first game. Uh, I, I, the one nice thing is the tracks seem wider. 
I don't know. Like yes. in the first game, I feel like they everything felt really tight. Everything felt really small. But in this game, everything felt a lot bigger. At some point, I would yeah. love to get Cruise and Exotica, but for some <laughs> reason, it's like incredibly expensive to get Cruise and Exotica, a game that nobody gave a shit about <laughs> until the pandemic. And now everybody, now that now N64 games are through the roof, and Cruise and Exotica was like a five dollar game, oh, and geez. now you can't get it for under fifty. It's, wow, it's wild. Oh. It's just oh yeah, oh, yeah, Tom. Real real fast, the tangent off that. You would have hated it. They had a game uh, grading booth. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> You're absolutely right. I would have hated that. Yep. I would have told them all to go fuck themselves. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad we got to play this one. Um, you know, I always love myself uh, an N64 racing game, and I'm glad I got to stream it and uh, beat it on stream. It's It's nice to get to do that every once in a while. Yep. All right, so uh, let's get to our scores. Um, we'll start. We'll go in reverse order. We'll start with Tom. Uh, I was not, I wasn't prepared. I was trying to decide what I wanted to give it. Um, this is tough because it's not. I don't think it's a four, but I don't think it's a three and a half either. Uh, I'm gonna give it a three point seven five. There we go. Going, going quarter points now. <laughs> All right. Uh, because it's like I said, it's not quite a four, but it's not a three either. So three point seven five. There. Yeah. So Jen. Um. Overall, I really enjoyed this. Um. I think it's it like Tom said, really easy to pick up and play. Uh. It would still be fun to play to this day, either alone or with friends. You don't have to play it for long, which is great. Um. I would recommend it to anyone that enjoys racing games at least to try. But I'm sure if you're a racing game fan, you probably already played it. Um. I would give it a four out of five. I'll do that. Yeah, so I'll go. I'll go with the three and a half um, because I just wish the music was better. Um, and I am not great at racing games, so all the little clipping and stuff like that was frustrating the hell out of me. Um, the funniest thing I saw in this game was I was in second or maybe third, but whatever. The car in front of me was ahead of me, and one of the other non-combatant cars were driving up. And I just saw that car turn directly into that car <laughs> and crash. Yeah, they're, they're very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like didn't even like they were going to avoid it and stay ahead of me. But for some reason, they just went left and hit the <laughs> car that was not in the race. And I just went by them and I'm like, ah, okay. They it all. <laughs> yeah. They were like that. I guess the AI broke there in that it thought that that was a car in the race um but yeah it was pretty funny but yeah three and a half um uh the aesthetics were great um the cars seemed pretty good um but i just wish that you know the crashes um were less chaotic um and the the music was um so yeah yeah i I highly recommend that anyone has any nostalgia for these arcade racers um to go back to i i think you'll be frustrated if your first arcade racer was horizon um, yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of arcade racer. Yeah, but uh, I'm talking old school arcade arcade racer. Um, so yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it's one of the reasons I still love. Like they just came out with the cruising game. I guess it was last year, Cruising Blast. Yes, it's the same formula. It's a it it it's tried and true. Uh, everybody can pick up and play it. All right, so Tom, let's see what game. We get this week. Uh, I am again manifesting an NES game. So let's spin that wheel. 
I got I got maybe I should start manifesting N64 games, Tom, <laughs> because it seems like anytime I try to manifest a NES game, we get an N64 game. So, yeah. uh, Tom, what's our Nintendo 64 game this week? We'll be playing Yoshi's Story for the Nintendo 64. Nice. Um, I have not played this game before, but I did uh, as as someone that owned a Nintendo 64 and was around the right age of people trying to advertise this game. I know this game exists. Um, never played it because I think I was on the edge of that age where it's like, that's a baby game. <laughs> I'm playing Final Fantasy 7. Um, yeah, it was definitely on on that level. Like you, 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 if you were above probably 12 or 13, you're like, yeah, that's a baby game for babies. Yeah. Yeah. Baby game baby. Game. <laughs> um yeah, so we'll be playing that on Monday and I, I will sticks this week. Um unless if Tom wants to do it again. Um, um we'll see. I mean if yeah. you, you it's up to you. Yeah, no. Yeah, if you wanna because you know, getting back on that horse of streaming, you know, since <laughs> um you know, a little bit, but uh, I will be there no matter what, either way. Okay. Uh okay. I do not have anything this Monday that I am aware of. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, so um, join us then. We're playing through that game. Um, I would have played another Final Fantasy X um, stream on Sunday, so before this podcast, so go look in the archives for that. Um, I have uploaded the Goodbye Volcano High playthrough um, and the first three parts of the Final Fantasy X playthrough on YouTube, so you can go catch those. Um, still working through the... Uh, the um, What's it called? Uh, Final Fantasy 16 thing, because I think I lost two videos. Um, so I think part 10 and part like 20 are missing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got a whole bunch of like I got 21 through 25 and then one through nine. And then I have a whole bunch that I'm trying to piece together. So um, we'll see. We'll get it. Maybe have an incomplete Final Fantasy 16 playthrough on there. But we have the ending where I cried. So you can <laughs> all get to see all that. that matters. That's yes. all that matters. Um, yeah, and then after we get done uh, Final Fantasy X, um, you know, uh, we'll see where we go from there. Um, I may, I may stream, maybe, maybe stream my playthrough of, of Super Mario RPG since I've already played it, and you know, not going to be much in terms of spoilers, story wise for me there. So, um, yeah, hope you all join us. Um, uh, I will probably maybe do some Final Fantasy X um, stuff outside of the weekend, maybe. Um, it just depends on, uh, how things go in terms of, uh, you know, other podcast recordings and things like that. So just be on the lookout. Um, I'll try and put it on the Twitter if I, if I do, uh, do anything outside of a Saturday or Sunday playthrough. All right. So thank you guys for joining me, Jen. It was nice to have you back. Thank you. It was good to be back. Yes. It also means that my voice is a little more intact than usual, (laughs) (laughs) um, because I had more pauses, um, (laughs) this time. Uh, but yeah. Thank you, guys. And one final time, um, Extra Life, uh, Saturday, November 11th, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If that changes, it'll be on Twitter. But we're thinking of going 9 to 9. Um, The 9 has kind of a question mark on it um, because if we're in the middle of playing something, maybe we go to 10 or 11 or something like that. Um, Like if we're having a really good Jackbox session or something. Um, But 9 is sort of, that's when you can start expecting us possibly ending. Um, Same with the virtual one. I'm thinking 9 to 9. Uh, but I can go past that because I am going to be in my home controlling it. So if I feel like I want to keep going, we'll keep going. But no cap, no cap, cap, no cap. Oh, God, please, no. 
<laughs> only for Mark. Just kidding. Yeah, only, only for the virtual one. <laughs> um, we'll see how far I can go. I was thinking as about finishing FF10, no matter where I'm at, um, mm-hmm. if I'm still playing it um, at that point. Um, but yeah, yeah. So you can donate. Go to tinyurlcom GVP, as in Game Vault Pod, um, Extra Life. Um, and yeah, we already um, we're up to fifty dollars already. Um, you know, had the initial donation that I have to make when I set up the page. Um, and then I got $30 from a, a friend. Um, and then a coworker put in 10. So, you know, people that probably won't be watching the stream, um, got in early, but got our bids up there. And, um, just because this is a new format, um, that we're doing splitting here, I put the goal at 750 instead of a thousand. Um, because I don't know if the momentum will carry one week to the next. Um, if we don't make the 750 on the 11th. So, um, maybe surprise me out there. All right. So, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you tonight for Yoshi's story. Um, and if, if you, if you don't, if you just listen to this podcast, we'll see you next time. Bye.